Well, hello, everybody. Yay, it's Sunday, and the sun just came out, and all is right with the world. And so hopefully you had a grand week. Uh, yep, made it through another week. That's always a good thing. And I don't know if you saw on Channel 5, they did a special on Caleb Wedger. Uh, he uh, is a, uh, let's see, son-in-law of one of my girlfriends, Kim Taylor. And uh, he did a 100-mile in 33 hours where he went from Forest Lake to North Branch, North Branch to Hugo, and then Hugo back to North Branch, and then down again. And what he did is he started out running, and he did this all by himself. He wanted to raise awareness for uh, veterans' uh, suicides. Uh, and uh, uh, veterans, the suicide is very, very high in, in veterans, and uh, which... On the flip side, too, suicide now is very, very prevalent in veterinarians. Uh, you know, with all COVID and everything, people are don't realize that the suicide rate, I believe, is up 32% across the board from, uh, you know, when before COVID. And so that's why suicide is, is huge. I work with Stomp Out Suicide. And if you remember 2012, uh, my, my husband, my brother uh, left by way of suicide. And so the thing is, is that it's very, very important. But uh, I can't believe this, but, but Caleb Wedger, he, he made it. He went 100 miles in 33 hours now and he stopped here and there for a little bit of rest got major blisters on his on his uh on his feet uh he even said a couple times he talked to my girlfriend kim today and he said a couple times you know it was really tough to pull through and then all of a sudden he'd hear somebody rallying for him along the path you know during the dark i mean he did it 24 36 hour well, 33 hours uh in it together he didn't take a nap and then come back out or anything and there were some people along the way that walked with him and ran with him and then some people along the side cheering him on. Uh, but this is huge. And he's what he did is it's uh, proceeds, or if you want to donate to it, it's called Fishermen for Freedom. And what they do is they, it's a Minnesota company, a nonprofit. And what they do is they uh, take veterans and their families out for a total free fishing outing. And so, you know, to get them away and get them just to hang out, find out what the heck's going on and, and stuff like that. So it's Fishermen for Freedom. So if you're interested in donating, that would be into Caleb Weber, Wedger's. Uh, <laughs> It's it's unbelievable. It's I still can't believe he did it. And he we got to watch. Uh, he had a tracking device, so you got to see where he was. So it was really kind of cool. And all of a sudden, the dot would like be still, be still. It's like, uh oh, uh oh, is he okay? Is he okay? Then all of a sudden, it started going again. And so you know, obviously, he stopped for water, uh, changed his shoes, changed his socks, things like that. But anyway, so I tip my hat to Caleb. Uh, it's it's uh, one feat. I I hope this become an annual thing. Uh, but I would strongly suggest that maybe we should do a relay where there's like four people, you know, whereas one person does, uh, you know, uh, like 20, I think, is it a marathon 26 miles, uh, Rachel? Yep, I think it's 26.2. Okay, 26.2, okay. And so, uh, you know, have one guy do 26 or one gal, somebody do 26, and then now then pass the baton to the next one to do the 26, and then so we can get the 100, you know, in that same amount of time. But it's heck, I, I hope Kayla's going to be okay after this. I don't know, his body's going to take a long time. A lot of blisters, a lot of sore muscles, so I tip my hat. But there again, if you want to donate, go to Freedom, a Fisherman for Freedom, and it's a Minnesota company. The guy that um, owns it or has it is Ben, but now I can't remember his last name. 
But anyway, so uh, I did post it on my Katie K9 Facebook page. And so if you go to, you know, mytalk1071.com and click on my uh, show page that you can see where my Facebook page is. Just click on that. And I do have links to, to that story and about him, about Caleb and such like that. So, so I, that's unbelievable. What a feat. A hundred miles. I don't know of anybody that's done that all by themselves, you know, and there was a, most of the time he was just, it's just his, his wife, Hannah, who was one heck of a supporter. And then, uh, you know, some friends along the way and such like that. So he near, didn't get the nearest recognition that I wished he would have. And it is what it is. But uh, he completed it, and I tip my hat to him. All right. Then another thing that's coming up uh, this Monday, this will be tomorrow, October 4th, at 6 p.m., the Blaine City Council will be discussing whether to move forward on an ordinance that prohibits pet stores from selling dogs and cats from puppy and, and kitten mills while allowing stores to host adoption events with animal shelters and rescues. And people, um, please uh, attend this meeting. All are welcome. No public testimony will be taken, uh, but your valuable presence will help send a strong uh, and respectful message to the council members that the public supports their ordinance. And so now that's tomorrow, October 4th. And I put this on the KDK9 Facebook page also, so you can go to that. It's just KDKAT and then K-9, uh, and uh, that's my Facebook. But anyway, and what you want to, where you want to be is the Blaine City Hall at 10801 Town Square Drive Northeast, Blaine. And then you can find out more information. If you go to my uh, show page, you'll find out more information about it as far as uh, what to do. But the big thing is, is that... There's strength in numbers, even though you can't testify or anything like that. If they look up and see all these people that truly, truly care. And then myself, I cannot go. I've got classes. Uh, but please, I, I hope some of you guys will be willing to, especially those all up in Anoka and the Blaine area. Please, tomorrow night, Monday at 6 p.m., October 4th, 6 p.m., Blaine City uh, Council meeting at the city, uh, city Hall. So go there, all right? So it's Monday, October 4th at 6 p.m., Blaine City Hall. All right, so like I said, it's on my Facebook page, my KDK9 Facebook, but you can go to mytalk1071.com and go to my show page. And plus, while you're there, you can hit listen to all my past shows, and then you can email me if you would like, or check out my schedules for my KDK9 Obedience School. It's just all kinds of fun. Well, you haven't been around for a little while. Rachel, what you been up to? Oh, just... Having a having a ball. Ah, having a ball. I have missed this show so much. Though. You miss you miss this show. You miss yes, being I nuts. <laughs> I miss all the the questions and hearing about people's doggies. Oh, there. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. But thank it's you. interesting you um, talk about the the guy running. I actually ran a race yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah. And how many miles? Um, just a five k. So just a five k. So it makes me it makes me feel. And I was like feeling good about it too. And you're like, oh, this guy's running a hundred miles. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But I did. I won. The 5K. So I won the girls. For the time you came in first? Yep. Wowzer. Well, yeah. let's. Yay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I did not know you were a runner. Yeah. Yep. I'm a runner. Now, have you ran a, a, a fish, a 26er? Oh, absolutely not. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's too many miles. No, I can't, I'm sorry, but I don't know what kind of head frame. And then for Caleb to do 100, I have no idea. My mm-hmm. brother used to run. Oh, really? uh, yeah. He was 6'5". Uh, 
And so, he, you know, he, one of his steps are like three of the right, regular humans. <laughs> and uh, that's why he was so good at tennis, because he'd just stand in the middle of the court and stick his arm out, pink. <laughs> you know, he didn't have to run across the court and then run across again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just one, two, hit, one, two, hit. <laughs> I always got creamed by playing ping pong or tennis by him. Right. <laughs> that wingspan. Oh, I know it. So anyway, well, congratulations. I know the big uh, city marathon was today. So Yeah. yeah. But not so what, what marathon or what uh, 5K did you run for who or what? I, it was in lacrosse. It was the Maple Leaf. Oh, okay. um, it's just for Oktoberfest. Oh, Oktoberfest. Okay. Yeah, but it's I haven't run a race in a while because I work on Saturday mornings. So, right. So it was cool to be able to get out there and. Wow. Yeah. So now, what was first first place a, co- a crown or? <laughs> um, it was a um a mug of beer. A mug of beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how fitting for Oktoberfest, exactly. right? <laughs> and you get to keep the mug, right? Mm-hmm. No, yep. there you go. There you go. I hope it's more than a twelve ounce. Oh yeah, it's, it's a like big a big, the biggest, like a Stein. Yeah, it's okay. a Stein. Okay, cool, cool. That's that's worth it then. But that's oh uh, yeah. And you had beautiful weather. Well, it was a little humid, a little warm. It was a little humid. It's odd because every year this time of year just seems to it's a hit or miss. It's either really really cold or really really warm. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather. Odd. Which would you rather run in? Cold. Cold. For okay. Sure, yep. Yeah, I would. I would say. I know. I would. Poor Caleb. He hit everything. He had the humidity, the heat, not sweltering heat. You know, like ninety. Then he hit rain downpours. Um. Uh. Two. Two o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and then about three o'clock Saturday afternoon, we had a major. We got three and a half inches of rain. Oh. And dear. he was walking through that. Oh my goodness. And so is he quit running. At, uh, he said about, it was about 52 miles or so, mm-hmm. you know, he'd run and then walk just a smidgen, run, walk for a smidgen. But then he totally started walking, you know, when he hit, I think, uh, 52 miles, right. but that's, he ran two marathons almost. Oh well, yeah, well, we see the 48. Yeah, he did. Cause 26, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that'd be 52 miles. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so, but two marathons, he already ran. And it's just kind of like, oh, I just, uh, yeah. It makes me tired just listening oh. about it. I, I know he had uh, blisters on the bottom of his feet, like the size of golf balls. Oh, my goodness. And they had to pop them. Oh. So, yeah. It's, so, please donate to Freedom, uh, Fishing fishing Men for Freedom. Please donate to that. Go to mytalk1071.com. Go to KDK9 show page. So, hopefully, you got some cool questions for me today. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Okay, you ready for this? Dumb dad jokes. You ready? Okay. Which is faster, hot or cold? Which is faster, hot or cold? We'll be back. Hello, uh, thank you for tuning in to KDK9 Show. All right, which is faster, hot or cold? Do you have any idea there, Rachel? I, this one's racking my brain. I'm going to say hot because it's faster to say. Okay, no, but you're right, though. It is hot because you can catch a cold. Uh-huh. Okay. So which is faster, hot or cold? Hot. <laughs> because you can catch a cold. Oh, that's a good one. There you go. Hey, we got open lines. Just don't wait until the 5 o'clock hour because then everybody calls in and we can't get to everybody. And then you're left hanging on. So so give a holler, 651-641-1071. Who is up first? All right, well, we have Rhonda on the line, and she's got a problem with her dog biting. Biting. All right. Hi, Rhonda. Hi there. Hi. What kind of pupper do you have? Um, he is a ten and a half year old Terry Poo. A Terry Poo. Okay, ten and a half a year. Yeah. Okay. So what's going on? Uh, you know, he has just started nipping at people. Um, and the latest is uh, like a month ago, he bit my granddaughter on her cheek. Okay. What was going on at that time? Was she trying to get into well, his face and space? 
I'm guessing that's the case, but we didn't see it happen. Of course, she was crying. And, of course. Um, and we brought her to the emergency room, got her fixed up. And But, you know, of course, my daughter was just absolutely devastated by right. it. Mm-hmm. Worried that it's going to leave a scar. Um, but I just, you know, normally he's a great little dog. I always carry him and introduce him to people that come into our home mm-hmm. but um but then other times it's just i don't know it's like he wants to nip and bite okay a couple questions for you how many pounds is yeah. he uh he's about eight and a half pounds eight and a half pounds okay and then now okay what's the norm when somebody comes over to the house he obviously barks when somebody knocks right yeah. Okay. So then, what's your, what? Do, what do you do next? What? How does I'm at your door? I knock, knock, knock. Barkity, barkity, barkity. Okay. What's going on? Then I pick him up, and I let the person in the door, and I they usually put their hand out, or otherwise I ask them to, so he can sniff them, and then he's usually okay for me to put him down. Okay. Okay. And then, like, uh, does that happen like when you're out and about too? I don't really take him out and about. Okay. Okay. Much. Okay. Um, but there was an incident a couple years ago. So, you know, this isn't an isolated incident. He, I was at my sister's house and a friend came over and he, my dog was there at the door and he, she walked in and he, he bit her real good on her ankle. Okay. Okay. Which, you know. Okay. Absolutely. I was just horrified yeah okay okay a couple things here now number one as a dog ages they start their you know their senses start uh, wavering you know their hearing isn't as good their eyesight's not as good so sometimes they become a little bit more trigger happy right so you've got to guard his face and space but now you got to hear we got to look at the dog from we got to look at it from the dog's point of view barkity barkity somebody's at the door okay you pick him up okay now the dog is at eye you know up you know with the level with the other people okay now mm-hmm. let's say i meet you for the first time okay now or how do i say that okay we've been taught through the decades that let the dog smell you we stick our hand in their face and space and it's like if mm-hmm. i met you for the first time i stuck my hand straight into your nose what's what are you going to do you're going to go whoa whoa <laughs> back okay. off back off <laughs> right uh-huh. okay right. and then also people want to go from uh, or uh, when they go to pet a dog after they shove their fist into their face then they want to go up over the top of the head between the ears and down the back and that's a dominant move to a dog and so that that's going to have trouble. As a hand is coming towards them, nine times out of ten, they're going to bite. All right? And so the thing mm-hmm. is, is that what we've got to learn to do is see it from the dog's point of view and then correct it accordingly. Now, uh, first of all, when answering the door, I would not hold them. I would put them on the floor and put a leash on them and then stand on the okay. leash about, oh, six inches from the hook. So as people walk by, he can't jump out and, and, and nail them or whatever. He's got to see the world from his perspective from his you know his view okay not from your view (laughs) all right and so what because what you're going to do is gain help him gain confidence too so now if he go now you're going to tell everybody don't look at him don't touch him just walk on by but stand on that leash you know don't give him enough don't pin him to the ground but don't give him too much leash where if he jumps forward he can nail somebody you want it that if he jumps forward he's going to correct himself okay then when the last person comes in you're going to shut the door. You're going to tell everybody, don't look at him, don't talk to him, just walk on by. 
And then what you're going to do is you're going to go maybe, let's say, to the kitchen or to the deck or whatever. Pull the chair out. Now, what you're going to start practicing now is uh, periodically at least three times every day because you're going to prepare for when people come over. You're going to take you just a regular a nylon leash and it's just a regular collar. And then what you're going to do is uh, put it on and then take it, go over by a chair, put three quarters of the leash on the chair and sit on the leash. Now, you're sitting on the leash, take one hand and put it on the wrist of the other hand and just sit there calmly and just, you know, with it in your lap. Don't look at him. Don't talk to him. Don't do anything. What we want to do, 10 to 1, he's going to try to come up into your lap. All right? Yeah. Always going to try to climb up the leg. Pick me up, pick me up, pick me up. All right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to totally ignore him. You're going to turn your head sideways and you're going to extend your arms out and give him a little bump and go, ah. What you want him to do is to get so bored because he's not getting anything from you that he's going to calm himself down by himself and eventually lay down. That is your goal, that he's going to start building more confidence where he's okay waiting for you to see, like, if I can come up into the lap. like. And he should never just come into your lap. It should be uh, an invite. You know, whereas, free lap, here I come! <laughs> and mm-hmm. you get, ah, 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 ah. You know, you might have something in your lap that might hurt. You might have just, you know, gone, you're going to move your coffee, you know, or something. And all of a sudden, here he comes flying. He should always learn to look to you like, may I? And then you could tap your lap and say, lap. Or you could tap the couch and say, hop. And so that he's looking to you for direction. Now, you may be thinking, well, he's 10 years old. You know, right. why bother now? You know, feasibly, if he's in good health and not overweight, you could have him for another six years, okay? If not seven yeah. years. And so that's why what we, there's it's never too late to install good manners because uh, you know if you would lose him and, and he ca- and I found him he'd have to, uh, and I couldn't find you he'd have to hear to my manners in my house and this is my manners okay right. we are polite at the door we are you know yeah you want him to bark barkety barkety but then once you see who it is and you're okay his job is done and then you're going to turn to him ah quiet or hey enough whatever your quiet word is okay Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, take a hair mister, a plant mister. In, at Walmart, you can go to the travel section, and they got those pl- uh, short water bottles. You know, you can fill with water and set on stream. And then if he's yeah. barkety, 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 you give him a, ah, quiet. And if he doesn't, too, blast him with the water, quiet. And as soon as he's quiet, even for a second, just call me and say, thank you. Remember, don't say good boy. That makes him go all nutsy in the headsy. It's like saying, racist, we don't have to think. And it's like, party time. You want the dog to stay calm and steady and understand what you want from him. So you're going to just go, thank you, or very nice. And so now you're acknowledging the good behavior, right? Now he's going to start looking to you for more direction. And so then you're going to start rebuilding a team, and you're building a team of confidence. So he's not going to be so barky, so owly, so whatever, because now he has more confidence in dealing with the world. All right. Now, when okay. kids come into the picture, kids five and under are like oil and water to a dog. It's, it's an accident waiting to happen. And so that's where parents have to parent or grandmas have to grandmas. <laughs> and so yeah. what happens is that now when if the child is like running around, then the dog is in a kennel in another room on a leash with you. All right, not in your arms, but on a leash with you. And your job is to protect his face and space. Now, if the kids are not listening, then the dog has to, like, stay away. You know, go do this, go do that. Now, when the kids go to sit down and watch TV or whatever, uh, now, let, well, let's readjust this when we come back. we got to go to break, okay? So don't hang up. Okay. we got to finish this up, okay? Okay, what did one ocean say to the other ocean? What did one ocean say to the other ocean? Be back. Hey, hey. hey. keep it doing it in. I greatly appreciate it. And so hopefully you got your questions for me and it'll all work out great. So here we go. What did one ocean say to the other ocean? 
Right. Well, Jody just gave me a call and gave me a little hint. And she said that they didn't say anything. They just waved. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, feel free to help, Rachel. <laughs> well, I need it. Well, yeah, with uh, uh, Carly. Uh, some of the, I do, unbeknownst to me until just shortly before she left, <laughs> I didn't realize that many people would call in and help her. <laughs> she was so, just taking credit. And that's just fine. I just made it. All it is is just having some fun. So mm-hmm. that's a good joke. So, there that's you go. One. Yep. One, what did one ocean say to the other ocean? Nothing. They just waved. All right. Let's go on back to Rhonda. Rhonda, yeah. you there? I'm here. All right. Okay. And so what we want to do is, uh, we want because like when that person came in and the dog took after the feet yeah. the, the dog is not used to meeting people at his level so it's more or less okay i'm gonna bite your feet to get it out of the way and move you along all right so that's why what you want to try to do is now when you do you take him for walks much or anything yeah okay and so when you take him for walks uh is he scanning out in front of you or is he in a and is he in a buggy is he, are you carrying him just no he's He's walking on a leash. Okay, usually in front of me or beside me. Okay, okay, good, good. And so, so that's why by now back it up. Like I say, when you you can set him up, like whoever many people are in the house, some somebody's working the dog, somebody's the neighbor, you know, coming over. And just yeah. remember that no, so that when you really do have company, you have the, everything under control. You understand that the dog understands the new protocol at the door. Mm-hmm. And then what you're going to do, the people walk right on by. Let's say you're sitting at the kitchen or on the deck. Then what you're going to do is pull your chair out so that it's a little bit away from the situation. But you can still get, um, uh, uh, you can still are part of the conversation. Sit on the leash and ignore the dog. Don't look at him. Don't touch him. Don't do anything. Just be ready to bump him in case he wants to try to jump into your lap. So it's got to mm-hmm. be when you decide, not when he decides. And anyway, so then your goal is, is that now once he finally lays down or it's just kind of like, usually every, it's anywhere from 15 minutes to 45 minutes when somebody comes over so the dog to get used to the smells and the sounds of the person that just came over and then your goal would be mm-hmm. just a, a don't unhook him just get off the leash and let him drag the leash around now he can go around and say it's how do's okay and okay. so then but the, the big thing back to the kids like I said, many all kids get bit in the face because they go into the face. You know, they want to give the dog a hug. They want to give the dog a kiss. Dogs don't hug and kiss. They barely take it from their own immediate, you know, owners. But when mm-hmm. you get to outsiders, it's like get out of my face. And then what happens? Bam! There goes the bite. Okay. Uh, right. And also, when like if a dog goes under a table behind a couch, they're trying to get away from the situation. They're looking for an exit. And if the child or human follows them, somebody if you reach under that table or behind that couch, you're going to get nailed. So you got to start seeing it from the dog's point of view and don't let him get into those situations. You have to guard his face and space. We all want a dog that will take a licking and keep on ticking from no matter what we present to them. And that is not the norm. Every dog has their limit. It's just like in the human world. You know, like when my grandkids stayed with us for, you know, a month this past spring. Okay, uh, not this, yeah, was it? Yeah, it was this past spring. I can't even remember. But anyway, uh, I mean, uh, by the end of the first week, I was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make Calgon take me away. You know, whereas as much as you love them, you know, you need, you know, you, you hit the wall sometimes and you need that break. Okay. And that's okay. the same thing with the dogs. And the minute you see any dog being chased by a, dog, a kid or an adult, like, come here, let me pet you. You step in and you guard that dog's face in space because they're looking uh-huh. for the exit. You want the dog to come into the situation to say hi. Okay. Not run from the situation. Then when they 
finally get cornered, then they bite. And so that's okay. why you got to make sure you guard that dog's face and space. And if you don't have time, like let's say you got 13 grandkids over at one time, then the dog should either be in a kennel, in another room. You know, you got to figure out it's a, a neighbor's where it's more quiet. <laughs> but you right. have you have to be the guardian of that. And like I say, as they get older, they have a tendency to be more grumpy because his hearing could be mm-hmm. starting to get you know less, his eyesight less. You know, so then mm-hmm. now he's a little bit more jumpy because and now. Uh, question do you keep uh does he have a clear field of vision or does he have a like a shelf on the top of his eyebrow eyelid you know brows you know up there or shelves on the sides uh i mean we try to keep that all trimmed up okay because he because it's really important and this is for everybody's got any dogs that need to be groomed that you have the clear i call it an owl cut you know, if you look at a dog, uh, an owl's eyes, their feathers go away from the eyes, so they have a clear right. field of vision. That's the way every dog's eyes should be, where there's no puff on the top that can fall down into the face or any shelves. A clear field of vision, because especially if his eyesight is starting, you know, he's not as. And dogs don't have that good of eyesight to begin with, but anyway, they have their 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 gift is their sense of smell and their sense of hearing. All right. Mm-hmm. And so that's why if they don't have a clear field of vision on all of a sudden, whoa, where'd that come from? Okay. Then mm-hmm. that, as they get older, they have a tendency instead of jump, they lash, you know, out, AKA a bite. So that's why right. it's really important to keep that, you know, all the hair away from all sides of the eyes. Okay. All right. Good to know. Okay. So I, well, hopefully that'll help you. And like I said, don't deem him as, oh, you know, Cujo dog. Okay. This is called uh-huh. circumstances. Whereas, okay, what was going on? What created it? And like I say, unfortunately, when dogs have a problem, they growl first. But if you don't hear the growl, because some of them are softly growls, okay? In the dog's mind, they feel, I warned you, and you continued, a.k.a. the child or, or, you know, a friend, and there goes the bite, all right? Mm -hmm. And so that's Mm -hmm. why, and if you don't, and a lot of people want to, when the dog growls, they want to, bad dog shape, same on you, that's the worst thing anybody can do. Because a growl tells you that something's wrong, the dog is not okay. So what you do is you do diffuse the situation hey you call him on it hey 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 you be nice hey 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 be nice Uh, uh, be nice because otherwise if you start screaming and yelling at the growl okay pretty soon the dog doesn't growl anymore they just go straight for the bite because they've gotten punished for the growl and so now it's like a warning yes you bet because that's the only warning they have is the growl and so that's why you just diffuse it. You don't yell about it. So it says, ah, 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 be nice. Hey, 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 you be nice. What's this over here? Let's go check this out. You know, diffuse and redirect so that then okay. now you can look at the situation, what was going on. Okay. And then either like figure it out. Does a dog need to go for a timeout or does a child need to go for a timeout? <laughs> you know, so you right. just got to figure it out. So that's why, yeah, you never nix a growl. That's where a lot of people get themselves into trouble. And those are dogs on unfortunately due to human error wind up paying that price with their life because now they get deemed as a dangerous dog and it wasn't they were got yelled at for growling so they quit the growl and then they were uncomfortable about something and so they couldn't growl because they thought they're going to get scolded so then they just went for the bite and now oh dangerous dog no right. and so that's what i mean we all have our limits and so you got to honor that and not put them into that situation all right absolutely that makes total fun. Yay, me! <laughs> yes. I really appreciate your advice. Yo, no problem. Take care yourself. Take care of the short stuff, okay? Thank you so much. You bet. Lady. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. There you go. Yes, folks. Don't ever, ever
yell at a dog for growling. Call him on it, but don't come down like a thunderbolt. Speaking of thunderbolt, yesterday when the storm rolled in about 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon or whatever, I didn't hear any thunder or anything. I'm on the phone, and all of a sudden, I mean, I could tell it hit really close to the house. And then the phone line, I've I've got... uh, what do you call it? Portaphones, you know what I mean? At home, you know, landline. Landline, yeah. Anyway, and I was in the, the, the beep, it went off, but it's like, oh man. <laughs> and so we had this tree that used to be down, finally, down by the pond. And this, I kid you not, it's been struck by lightning three times. And one time it took half the other, half the tree, the top of the tree. Then another time it took half the tree. Then the other time it took about three quarters of the half of that tree that was left. And uh, finally the tree just died. <laughs> but we get a lot of lightning strikes for some reason out by us. And it's just like, boy, I'll tell you, when that cracked on the phone, it's like, all right, phone down, phone down. <laughs> Even though it wasn't a line connected to the wall where it could travel through, you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Okay, where are we at, ma'am? All right. Well, we have a few minutes left until break. Okay. And so we have Cheryl on the line. And Cheryl has a problem with a fence hopping dog. Fence hopper. All right. Hi, Cheryl. How you doing? Hi, Katie. I'm doing well, thanks. Good, good. So Katie, what? I'm calling about my uh, son-in-law's dog. Okay. Um, she's a black lab mix. Mm-hmm. And she's probably 18 months to two years old. Okay. And um, when she's gone to doggy daycare... Uh, she's been known to drop, jump the barriers in between, but they all believed it was because she couldn't see them and she wanted to play with the other dogs. Okay. So they bought a home, and they have a big, big, beautiful backyard, and they fenced it in and hoping that the dogs would have free run of the yard. Mm-hmm. And they've been there almost a year now, and all of a sudden the dog saw a squirrel in the next-door neighbor's yard over the fence. <laughs> okay. And How tall is the office? Yeah, how tall is the fence? Is it a three footer, four footer, five footer? What do you? How tall is the fence? No, I, I think it's a. I think it. Mm, gosh, now that you say that, I would say it's probably a four footer, maybe. A four footer. Okay, yeah, it's pretty easy for a dog to jump over. Okay, um, so what we got to do? You got a very agile dog, <laughs> and one thing that does work, but it doesn't look pretty, is what you do. Okay. You gotta you gotta uh, um, mess up the takeoff point. All right. And so what that means is that you go so far from the fence into the yard. Okay. And then you put some pegs in the ground and put a run a rope. And so what you're doing is, you know how you got, they stretch out to go over. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to figure out where the takeoff point is and make it so far back that if he goes to take off, he's going to (laughs) miss or he goes under the, the the rope, you know, the rope doesn't have to be tall, you know, but it should be probably a human waist high. Okay. Unless you're Will Chamberlain, then it'd be a little bit lower. (laughs) But (laughs) anyway, uh, because now if he goes under the fence, he can't take off. You know what I mean? He can climb the fence, but he can't take off. But the but what you got to do is disrupt the takeoff point. And that's what you have to figure okay. out. Where is the tape? And so, and a, a lot of people will put, like I say, knee high at least, you know, a, a, a rope and just like pegs or like, what do they call that? Slash? That real thin wood, okay. you know? And so then, like I say, it doesn't look pretty. Or maybe they can incorporate it into their yard. Uh, another thing what some people do with the top of their fence, they'll extend it up, but lean it toward, lean it in towards the inside of the yard. 
Okay. okay. Uh, so that dog can't climb up and go over. But there again, it's kind of, you know, you, it, kind of like what you see in prisons. <laughs> yeah. You know how the fence goes in towards the yard? <laughs> That's okay. what, don't, now don't put the bob wire up there. Okay. No, but it, yeah, but anyway, so, but, so that it's disrupt the takeoff point, right? Or add an extension to the fence they've got. All right, so that okay. it's too high that he can't do it. You know, it doesn't. It could be one rope, but it has to be seeable. You know, like he, at first you might want to try using crime tape, so it's, you can yeah. see it. And, you know, that bright yellow plastic stuff. Right. Okay, yep. and so and then see if that will work. And so what they're going to try to do is put a diversion on the other side that he might want. You know, uh, you know, maybe somebody's over there, yeah, laughing or whatever, and he, just, you know, some of his family that he just needs to get to find something that might he might go sailing over it, and then you'll find out if it's going to work or not, and not when you're not least expected. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> another twist on this, Katie, is that they they are surrounded by probably uh, four different yards. Okay. All fenced in. Okay. Oh, geez. Okay. But she only jumps into this one yard. Okay. The thing is, is that either the, what's in that yard, a.k.a. squirrels, is high value and worth it, all right? The other ones aren't, doesn't have her focus, so she could care less. Is okay. that is that fence shorter than um, the other ones? No, it's not. Okay, yeah. So, so I, I would hate for them to put up a big right. additional barrier all the way around. Right. The uh, obviously, the other only other thing, too, you can do is you can sink invisible fence. But then the thing is, you know, teach yeah. him that boundary, and then hopefully he will not bu- go through it to jump the fence. Yeah. Right. Are are you anti dog shocker? Uh, well, no, but see, because see, that does that won't work for this situation. Can you hold on? Oh. Am I past break? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, Can sure. you hold on a sec? That's not going to work for this. So we're going to discuss that when we come back. All right. Okay. Hold on. Okay. <clears throat> Why are elevator jokes so good? Why are elevator jokes so good? We'll be back. All right. We're back. Okay. Actually, get into this song. Anyway. Okay. Okay, there where are we at? Last I forget. Okay, why are elevator jokes so good? They press all your buttons. <laughs> that could be good. That could be another answer. Okay, why are elevator why elevator jokes so good? They work on so many levels. Oh, okay. They work okay, on levels. so many levels. That's what I'm putting. <laughs> Okay, let's go back to the phone line. Are we there? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Okay, and the reason is is that because now are you going to stand there and wait, you know, for a squirrel to go by, and then hopefully you could time it right, you know, to zing the dog, you know, so he doesn't yeah. go flying over the fence. That's the problem right. with that. And see, the only e-collars have their place in the training world, but not the way people are using them nowadays within the last year and a half or so. Uh, the only time I would ever pull an e-collar out, I'm not versed in them, all right? I tell people to go find, you know, hunters that are good with them because that timing is everything when you're working with an e-collar. And the big thing is, is that if a dog ranges, that's where the most the hunters use them for. You know, if the dog is heading out, you know, he's out 200 feet and already heading out for 300 feet and the dog is not turning his head and listening, bam, they're going to zing him, all right? And so that that's the only place I can see when you get a dog that gets so far away and doesn't listen anymore, then to get a had to turn and bring them back but otherwise so, so now for what you want to use it is that okay you're going to sit there every day out there 24 7 waiting for the right <laughs> distraction to come so that when the dog goes for it 
you can zing them, all right? And if you zing it at the wrong time, what's going to happen is that you could create the problem that he doesn't want to be in his yard because he thought it came from the yard and not from the fence. (laughs) Okay? okay. And so, yeah, Yeah. so timing is everything on this. And so there's definitely, you're going to have to figure out a way. But my guess is that because there was, it sounds like he's a natural athlete. If he was jumping the fences like a doggy daycare and such like that without being asked, you know, you know, taught, he's naturally has the coordination to work his back end and his front end together. And when it sees fit, a.k.a. Squirrel, that he can go over anything to get to what he's he sees. And if why he hasn't done it the other ones is because he hasn't seen anything on that side worth jumping the fence for. <laughs> oh, and so so okay. that, yeah, so and uh, so that's why, like I say, you're going to have to figure out uh, the way to do it. Whereas now what you can do is... Uh, does he does he come well? Does he listen to the owners well? Well, um, he listens to his dad. Okay, say that um, he is. He's still got a little work to do on training. Okay. But, uh, because once you get a lot of good verbal control, the thing would be like when you're out in the backyard, I would not leave the dog at this point out by himself. He, When I'm out, he's out. When he's I'm in, he's in. And now if he's starting to look at, you know, at that fence, like, is there a squirrel over there, a squirrel over there? That's a time to redirect. Hey, over here, let's go. You know, get him interested with something in the yard. Okay, Okay. so that he doesn't concentrate and start seeking. What can I go after? What can I go after over there? So it becomes so now he's not focusing on that. You're getting him on to other things in the yard. But until you get this under control, then you um, somebody's going to have to be out with the dog, because otherwise, if he's done it once, the second time, the first time's hardest because it's kind of like, whoa, look what I just did. (laughs) And then the second time's easiest. And all of a sudden, boy, they're just sailing. And so it doesn't have to be much. It's just fun to go over the fence and see what's on the right. other side. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so other than disrupting the takeoff point, you know, uh-huh. with lass and then uh, a, a, a rope, at least like knee high, um, yep. uh, you know, that's the the thing. I, I would try first at disrupting the takeoff point. Okay, and okay. see if that will do it. Okay? Okay. Appreciate it, Katie. Thanks so much. You bet. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Yep, fence bridge jumpers are tough ones. They really are. Or climbers. Climbers are easier because then you can just tilt the fence in at the top and they can't. They kind of fall back in. <laughs> okay, who's up? All right, we've got Molly on the line. Molly has horses and Aussies that don't know how to quit. Ah, hey, Molly, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. So what do we got? How many horses? How many Aussies? We have two and two. Two and two. All right. <laughs> And the two Aussies actually are siblings. They're not full siblings. They're from the same parents, but a year apart. Okay, okay. And they are thicker than thieves. Mm-hmm. And the horses are used to ho- or used to dogs and happy, and they're fine. They don't care if they're around. Mm-hmm. But the male, the younger one, has started to want to nip heels. Yep. Which, I mean, I show my horses, so there's times I'm in the arena. The female knows she is not supposed to be in there when I'm practicing, doing my thing. Right. And the male wants to come, so I have to put him in and leave her, you know, leave her out. She'll go lay down. But at turnout and put in, they want to chase and 
Okay. When when he disobeys, she will follow his lead then. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, you bet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh She's you like, bet. Oh, game on. You bet, you bet. Look at somebody wants to be naughty. I can be naughty too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, the, the biggest thing, well, first of all, you know, that's what it, you know, you got a herding breed and one that's more strong willed yeah. than like the other one. The other one's more content, okay? Uh the only way I've ever seen well, there's a couple of ways you can go this. Uh I had one dog that insisted when it started getting, you know, dark you know, just at dark, at dusk, that he, would, he wouldn't ever go into the cattle pasture. But as soon as it got to dusk, he would go to the fence and chase the cows. Okay. And so, so what I did is I ran, we already had one a hot wire, so I ran it down so it was on the very bottom. So oh, when he tried yeah, to go... I was just going to say, I have top hot wire, but not on the bottom. Yeah, yeah so what I... What I Yep. And so what I did is I ran it down on the bottom. He bumped the first time he bumped that. I don't think his paws hit the ground and he was on the front steps. All right. And I just got to let him, you figure it out, buddy. All right. And he, he didn't, it, I would say it was about a week and a half. You know, he was, he'd pace, but nah, nah, nah. Well, then one night he went and tried it again. Bam. Same thing. I don't think a paw hit the ground and I left it up for two more weeks and then I left it there, but I disconnected it. I didn't need it anymore. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't even bother the, the cattle anymore. He just, that, that was a shepherd mix that I had. Okay, and so you might want to run, uh, run, you know, run it and then use a word when you could see he's looking at the, you know, he's interested in the, in the, in the, uh, in what you're doing, you know, in the, the horse. Then what you want to do is give him a word like get or away. You know what I mean? So he learns that this is, um, cause that same dog that chased the cattle, I wouldn't, when I went out to get the horses, I would not let him follow me. And so uh, he had to, he had to stay outside of the pasture. So I would just, as he started to try to go under the line, ah, get, you know, so pretty soon it took me probably about a month and a half to get him good at that. And so that's what you just got to do is outsmart him and then get the words down. And so then he's going to learn what he can do and what he can't, what he, and what's acceptable and what's not. All right. Okay. See, and we've started. Okay. Like, you got, hold on. I got to go to break. Okay. Okay. okay so hold on. If you want to hold on, we'll t- discuss it more. Yeah, okay. Hold on. Okay. Why can't leopards hide? We'll be back.